this is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona, this is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, Monday, uh, 31 July, your overlord. 2023 uh welcome uh back we've got a lot to get through and not a lot of time to do it so we're going to jump right into it and i want to talk about the third world war and uh in the early years of it so i've got ben harnwell in rome and i got lieutenant colonel uh, john mills uh, that uh joins us to talk about the ccp aspect of this ben i want to start with you and here's the reason yesterday the mac daddy and drudge and i realized drudge is not everybody's cup of tea it's it's really become kind of a uh elitist uh, support the establishment site over the last couple of years, ever since President Trump won back in 2016. Uh, but they had a Mac Daddy up there that was everything about the spring offensive not really getting traction and the war being taken to Russia and to Moscow by Zelensky. Walk me through what's transpired over the last 72 hours because I, I believe we're in even a more danger zone than we've ever been in this conflict. And, uh, and things, this could be a one of those hinge moments in this conflict that looks like it's metastasizing, sir. Um, good afternoon, Steve. Well, I think the, the, the probably one of the most in-depth accounts of the lack of progress of the counteroffensive was this article by CNN, um, in fact, which you, which you posted on your feed over the weekend, headlined this um, from emphasis, I think, is article number three um, that you should have headlined what Ukraine must do to win in its southern push and what Russia has in reserve. Um, and it's basically an article listing the fact that there's nothing going on. I thought, Steve, that my, uh, the, the, the piece of text which jumped out on the page and caught my attention here was um, uh, an account from an analyst called Franz Stefan Gadi um, that CNN refers to as having actually been to the front lines of the war and has had extensive conversations with Ukrainian military. And here's what Gadi has to say. He says, it's not just about equipment. There's no systematic pulling apart of the Russian defensive system that I could observe. And basically the whole of the article revolves around that specific insight there that the Ukrainians are obviously asking more. They're asking for, for F-16 jets and, and all the rest and what have you. Uh, and if I have time, I want to come on to the, the news today, which I think is quite important, that the that, uh, talks have started and um, will start this week between Ukraine and the United States about the United States offering um, uh, security guarantees that will last up until Ukraine's supposed entry in, into NATO, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, but I but don't want to. But hang on, I don't want to bury. I don't hang on. I don't want to bury the lead here in the CNN piece because the, the the people they talked to, particularly this guy that had been to the front and spent a lot of time, it looked like from the beginning of the spring offensive, he was talking about the depth of the of the of the Russian defenses, the 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 minefields, everything, and eventually said, "Hey, there'd been an effort, but unlike a lot of what the Western media has been portraying, 
this spring offensive really is not. And he, he made a point, I think it was him in this article, that we've been preaching on here that combined arms is very difficult. You heard all this happy talk about air support. You heard all this talk about we're going to give them Bradley fighting vehicles. We had to give them tanks. And I said, look, if you look at the Battle of Normandy that we're honoring, what, the, the, the 79th anniversary of, of the last couple of months we've been talking about, not D-Day, but the whole battle. This was the problem with the American Army. The American Army had been trained to take the beach, but there wasn't enough time to train them on this quite complicated combined arms of armor and infantry and artillery and close air support. It's incredibly sophisticated. It's complicated. It's maneuver warfare. And this guy and the article just kept saying they're not ready for it. They, they do things in piecemeal, which is what you think an army does. And we'll get Mills in here in a second. What an army does when they're not particularly well trained. They do one part, then they do the other part. It's not their even their fault. It takes years to do this. Ben Harnwell. There, there's, um, there is a phrase in here by from George Baros of the Institute for the Study of War. So we're still talking from the, referring to this, this article by CNN here. Um, and by the way, this Institute for the Study of the War, it, it has actually produced some good research um, on, on the present Ukrainian conflict. He says, we have not seen any evidence of a battalion-level attack and certainly no brigade-level attacks. If the Ukrainians are indeed committing full battalions and brigades now, as reported, that would mark a clear new phase of the Ukrainian counteroffensive. But there's, there's no evidence of, of this kind of push taking place. Uh, so where does this where does this now leave us? I mean, how do we how do we have the backing of uh, how do we have the uh, backing? They have our implied backing to actually begin an offensive into Moscow with hitting them with drones. Yeah, well, that's also I mean, I don't, you know, I, I've seen the headlines on this uh, right over the weekend. I'm not sure this is actually the first time that's happened. It, it has happened um, again. As it happened before, as on this occasion, there have actually been no fatalities, but it does seem to be a massive um, escalation from part from the, on behalf of Ukraine. Um, obviously, here my question, Steve, on this is who and on each of those instances when when drones have been sent off to to attack Moscow, who supplied those drones? Which country? Which country that that is presently arming? Ukraine, which country supplied the drones which are being used to penetrate right into, um, in, into deep into, into Moscow, in, into Russian territory? That's a very important question. I've not seen any. I, well, I, can, I, I, can, I can assume the answer. Hang on for one second. I want to bring John Mills in here. Colonel Mills, um, to Ben's first, the first couple of articles he's talking about, about the spring offensive and the complexity of a combined arms maneuver warfare the, the Ukrainians, this is, shows you the lack of seriousness of people are talking in Congress, and particularly in MSNBC and CNN, just supplying them with tanks, supplying them with Bradley fighting vehicles. Then magically, it's just not magically you have all of a sudden an army that can actually do combined, ar ar combined arms or warfare. The last thing you want to do in combined warfare is go up against a prepared defense, especially that has a lot of mind. This is a prepared defense they're dealing with. So a bunch of giddy Biden staffers on the National Security Council throwing tanks and MRAPs and uh, Bradleys at them. You need engineers that are prepared to breach obstacle belts like this. You need the Miklik mine, mine throwing charge 
that's uh, actually done right across the river for me at Indian Head where they test that out. That's what you need to uh, breach a prepared defense. And to be honest, that's about the last thing you want to do is go up against a prepared defense that's covered by fire. You want to maneuver left or right. You don't want to, if, you all, if all possible, you want to avoid going right into the teeth of a prepared defense that's heavy with mines. Um, National Pulse, Jack Montgomery, one of the great writers there, that did have a piece over the weekend that talked about there, there have been some taking of territory. So we're not saying they're not, it's quite small, but where they've actually done it is where they've had massive artillery bombardments exactly. with this state of the art American artillery to walk our audience through that where, where you have seen them have breaches. It's with this unlimited firepower that the U S government has given them. Yeah, this is uh, they're trying to go forward from Zaporizhia to cut off uh, the uh, the isthmus that they have created in between the Donbass and the Crimea. Crimea. What they're trying to do is drive to Mariupol and cut it off so that the Crimea is separated. Uh, but they're going through artillery shells uh, just at an unbelievable rate. We only have two plants that make the 155 millimeter. They're ancient. They're both up in Pennsylvania. They're very close to each other, both operated uh, by General Dynamics. One's government-owned. One is actually General Dynamics owned. This is why we're shaking down the South Koreans for 500,000 rounds. And then uh, they only, the South Koreans only did this after there was a leak uh, of a report that was embarrassing to the South Koreans. So they got to got shame. And I know the South Korean War reserves very well. That used to be in my when I was in South Korea. That's something I had to watch very closely. South Koreans have a huge war reserve, and we took them down for 500,000 rounds. Same with the Japanese. We're shaking them down for rounds. This shows a total failure of the Secretary of Defense to ideologically will the defense industrial base into an uh, arsenal of democracy 2.0 by uh, lecturing them on uh, CRT how, and how much, it, it, Help me out here. How much is the 155 needed in the defense of Taiwan? Is it not? Is that why you do you have any problem with as much as we're we're basically shoveling into Ukraine right now and with our allies that that uh, the one five five will offer terrific support, you know, out to about 18 miles with with the old rounds. Now, there's upgraded and, and super duper rounds that can reach out potentially out to about 30, 30 to 50 miles. Uh, so those that's actually a, a pretty basic core defense the Taiwanese will need to throw up a wall of steel when the uh, Chinese uh, yep. attempt to move their, their hodgepodge of civilian ferries toward the Chinese coast. But this is my point. So hang on. This is my point. Is the wall of steel that we're going to need in Taiwan, is that being impacted right now? Because where you're seeing advances from the Ukrainian military, it is an unrelenting barrage of a basically American artillery and artillery shells. Right now, do you think that wall of steel we need in Taiwan is being impacted by the beginnings of the spring offensive? Oh, absolutely. And several other line items that are being significantly affected. High Mars, high Mars, those rounds go out to, you could almost reach the Chinese coast with the, uh, uh, depending on which high Mars rocket round you're talking about. And uh, they're trying to double, they're, they're trying to create, uh, create another 500 launch units, well, not just the rocket, the launch unit. Okay. So, so, so hang on. So, so Jack, Jack Montgomery, hang on. Jack Montgomery's piece in the National Pulse specifically says it's not just the 155, it's the high Mars. And wherever you're seeing any 
movement whatsoever of the Ukrainian military is because of barrages relentless of HIMARS? Or, or do we have enough of that remaining to actually we have about, defend Taiwan? We've only given a small number of the launchers, but that's irrelevant. You know, we, we have in our inventory about 410. I was just checking the other day here, about 410 in the American inventory. And we told Taiwan, uh, we're told we're going we're gonna to get them to Taiwan. Now, uh, there was just a, uh, an approval uh, to use excess defense article, which is what they've been using. Uh, the giddy staffers at the White House have been using to throw everything at Ukraine. Now they finally approve that for Taiwan. So we can take out of that 410 launchers we have in our inventory. Uh, I think we can spare 20, 30, 40 right now for Taiwan. Uh, so that would be a huge wall of steel way out in front of the 155s. But we also okay. want to be giving them Patriot right. missiles. We on what else besides Patriot? Well, we want to be using them Patriot. That that'll provide air control over the Taiwan Straits. We also yep. want to. Uh, we we just produced this new uh, setup called the the uh, Typhoon, which is a combination of Tomahawk and SM6. That SM6 can yep. reach way inside China. We need to put those in Taiwan. Now, we, it sounds like we may have put some of those in the northern Philippines. It might be in Okinawa right now, but that typhoon combination would be ferocious deterrent. And I think we can spare a few of those typhoon setups. Okay. Colonel, hang on for one second because I want to pivot back to, I want to pivot back to, uh, to Ben Harnwell. So, Ben. The state of play is I've got a spring offensive that's either ground to a halt or where it has been successful is in back of intense artillery barrages, but still hasn't taken a lot of territory and more importantly, hasn't opened up the front for the combined arms maneuver warfare that's going to be necessary for the Ukrainians to take back any territory. At the same time, Zelensky and, and, and uh, in this crew have begun some sort of offense, and he says he's going to do more offense into Russia, particularly into Moscow's financial district. And then out of nowhere, you have this discussion that I don't remember being part of uh, Vilnius about uh, American security guarantees and being long-term security guarantees that now has been leaked starting last night as uh, is the top agenda of the Biden regime. Can you walk me through that? Yes, Steve. Well, this is uh, according to um, always uh, really the, the major updates are coming out on Telegram these days, as is with this statement from Andre Yermak, um, who's, um, who uh, is um, Zelensky's chief of staff. And he said that this week, um, Ukraine is starting consultations with the United States on providing security guarantees for Kiev, uh, which they say uh, will, will, will last up until... Ukraine joins NATO, um, but I don't think I don't think. Look, I, I think one the one thing that we, I don't even think Ukraine believes this, Steve. I think this is the thing that we actually did learn um, in Vilnius was that the NATO powers are are starting to implement their discard of of President Zelensky and and to and to start to distance themselves from from the regime. Um, and there was, of course, that famous photo. Which, which captured, I think, for me, that was really the, the epoch-making photo of, of when that pivot, when Zelensky realised that pivot was actually starting beyond all the words. Don't forget that the thing, don't forget that the thing out of um, Vilnius was actually um, a, a watering down of, of the commitment. I think it was 
2027 or something, when NATO first said that it had an ambition to, for Ukraine to join. This time out in Vilnius, where, when the evening before Zelensky was pushing out his comments that it was absurd, um, that he wasn't being, being given a timeline for a formal invitation, all the rest of it. The actual result of Vilnius was, you know what, when the NATO members think that, uh, that Ukraine has made progress on issues like um, democracy and when they are all uh, of agreement, then we will have the conversation. It's actually a, a taking a step back. Uh, I, I, think, I don't think enough uh, attention was given to that by, by the mainstream media. So, so what, does this, what, do, what do these security uh, guarantees mean? Well, really, Steve, I would suggest that this is actually the, the face-saving manoeuvre that will be used to start negotiations with Russia. I think this will be the, the, the principle of, around which uh, the United States can can um, secure, uh, I'm sure this will be the, the White House's line, peace with honour. But if you, um, if you think um, that, that the statements here that, that Yermak put out, I have an observation because he said that the security guarantees for Ukraine will be concrete long-term obligations ensuring Ukraine's capacity to, to defeat and restrain Russian aggression in the future. Um, and of course, we're not talking about Ukraine's capacity to defeat Russia. We're talking about the United States' capacity to defeat Russia. And this, this is really the whole point, because in all of the statements that Yermak put out, there's zero reference, not even implicit, to the American people in all of this, who, are, who will be paying for this. Um, they'll be paying for it out of tax dollars and also presumably uh, in other ways as well. Um, and there's no, there's no reference to zero not even America. You're not even an afterthought in this conversation that 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 the White House is is now starting with Ukraine. You're not even an afterthought. A, a couple a, a couple of things. The reason I think that there's nothing, um, and I've got it uh, to Memphis here late, but I want to put it up whenever you get it. Axios, the lead story in Axios this morning, is about how the Republican the Republican base has now shifted dramatically to an America first. And that there are beyond um, lukewarm on Ukraine, that there are many voices in a, in a big part of the party, particularly in the primary. They're just adamant about. We spent too much money. Uh, we're too inv involved in this kinetic war and they want to bring things ahead. I think the Biden regime, what they're doing is trying to get ahead of this. They're trying they're going to try to cut a long term security arrangement that is tantamount to having a bringing Ukraine as an ally without having to go to the Senate and get approval of a two thirds approval of an alliance of a treaty. Cause they see right now they've seen in the Republican primary and this Axios story lays it out in, in excruciating detail of how the populist right is adamantly opposed to this war in Ukraine and particularly to any more funding. So I think that this is a big element of now you're going to start hearing about they're coming out of nowhere. Security guarantees, security guarantees, security guarantees. And I agree with you. I think that is going to be an element, at least some element of it. That's that's going to be necessary. As you said, we've said now for what, over a year, uh, some element that's going to get people to the table to negotiate. But remember, their point is not to get to a negotiated deal. Their point is to uh, get ahead of the funding getting cut off. There wouldn't be any of this going on whatsoever if they didn't see that the Republican Party and even with it, some of the Democratic Party and some of the polling, I believe, that shows 
uh, Trump over Biden is people are just tired of these forever wars. One last thing, uh, Ben, and I want you to hang on for, for Mills, but one last thing on this. You've been the best. Your called shot about Wagner on the very day it happened on this show it was pretty amazing. But now I've got Wagner with all the American uh, money we're putting into the training of these military forces in 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 uh, in Western Africa. You now have the situation in Niger. Who pops up? Your favorite guy, the head of the Wagner group. I, I thought he was banned uh, forever from doing anything with with Putin or anything with Russia. And next thing you know, he looks like he's leading the uh, the Russian uh, engagement and involvement in Niger and other contiguous states around Niger, sir. This is a this is fascinating, Steve. Really fascinating. Um, and the uh, the warming posse will be watching this particular development with, with a great deal of amusement, I think. So here's um, this article here is, is an article uh, by John Gitsi who's the, the, the chief political columnist of, um, of Newsmax. And he's reporting on, on, on an article um, in the Financial Times on Friday, uh, expressing great surprise that, as you, as you say, here's a man who, uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin, if, if he has a single preoccupation, one would have thought, if one only formed their opinions reading the, uh, the mainstream press, that this guy would be spending all his time avoiding rooftops and avoiding uh, windows um, but far from it um, he's there in St. Petersburg uh, at this meeting that, that, uh, that President Putin hosted with 21 uh, heads of state and heads of government from Africa and in a hotel which was um, it is owned by one of Pogosian's relatives there's this photograph that has emerged and pushed out on Twitter with Prigozhin, so they're laughing and shaking hands with uh, the chief protocol from the Central African Republic. Um, and I'm just going to quote right, the Newsmax analysis on this, bearing in mind, that, as you say, that, that we've been pushing um, uh, a particular theory on, on the whole escapade from the day, from June the 24th, the day of the, the so-called coup onwards. Um, I'm interested to see that, that this is now sort of filtering through to the rest of the press. I will just simply read this this quote um, because Newsmax hasn't been particularly heavy on on the uh, on, on this idea. But the, but the, but the observation is this: the presence of Pogosian, widely reported to be in exile in Belarus following the reported mutiny in Russia, raised immediate questions as to just what the uprising against Putin was all about. How serious, for example? was the Wagner Group's uprising against Putin, which concluded with the Russian strongman's denunciation of the insurgents and Prigozhin and many of his team settling in Belarus. Well, Steve, um, this is, it, the question is, is perfectly made, but I think the, the war room had, uh, had started to, to unpack this um, some time ago, but I'm delighted to see now uh, that sort of uh, out in, in, in the other sort of uh, our, our fellow journalists um uh in in uh in the mainstream media that there that these it, questions and it's a serious question steve it is a very serious question it, it's starting yes. to be raised no 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 it's here's look and the i think we do the best job of it but i would tell you it's a wilderness of mirrors it's you can't trust anything that's coming out from either side um they're always misdirection plays but i will tell you it's pretty obvious ben for the the siegfried line defense that the Russians have built in uh, in in eastern Ukraine, that the Ukrainian military, with all the training and might of the American army, 
uh, is finding incredibly difficult to penetrate. You don't need the Wagner, really special forces, barbarians defending that. You can do that with other troops. The movement of Wagner into Belarus, and as you say, what is it, 49 miles from Kiev, is a major strategic. And you've seen this guy, the head of Wagner Group, Erosion, he's everywhere. He's in every meeting. He's down in Africa, et cetera. Yeah. Ben, I know you got to bounce. I really appreciate you doing this. Uh, Colonel Mills got a lot. We're going to deal with the CCP. Uh, how do people get uh, your analysis, particularly we're putting up great content, exclusive content on the site every day through the emails. Where do people go? Steve, uh, for the uh, for the emails, and, and uh, Joe Allen had, uh, had a great article out a couple of days ago. For that, you just need to go onto warroom.org and register your email address. For my observation analysis, come to find me on Getter, the best social uh, media app in the world, and simply type in my surname there, Harnwell, at Harnwell. That's where I am, at Harnwell on, uh, on Getter. And I've got some, if you look at the, the most recent posts I've put out, even if I say so myself, my most recent sort of, uh, analysis is, is absolutely excellent. I, I strongly recommend it. Thanks, Steve. Thanks so much. God bless. Thank you. I, I, I love. I love the guy who gives his own reviews. Thank you very much, uh, Ben Harnell. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna we're celebrating American music, our country uh, today. It's Paul Robeson in the song Joe Hill. We're gonna leave you in this seg in this segment with Paul Robeson in uh, this classic rendition of uh, Joe Hill. We're gonna come back. Colonel Mills is going to be with us, and we're going to have Tim uh, Alberino is going to join us next. Standing there as big as life And smiling with his eyes Says Joe what they can never kill Went on to organize Went on to organize From San Diego up to Maine In every mine and mill where workers strike and organize It's there you find your hill It's there you find your hill I dreamed I saw Joe Hill last night Alive as you and me Says I, but Joe you're ten years dead I never died, says he Every day, the parallel economy grows bigger and bigger. It's powered by everyday Americans who are sick and tired of all the woke propaganda being jammed into every product they consume. Big mobile companies are no different. For years, they have been dumping millions into leftist causes, and we had to take it because you need a cell phone and probably thought there was no alternative, but there is. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider offering defend dependable nationwide coverage 
on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area without the woke politics. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message that you support free speech, religious liberty, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your phone, keep your number. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call the following number, 878-PATRIOT, P-A-T-R-I-O-T. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. Get the same dependable service and take a stand for your values. Make the switch today. Remember, stop giving your money to people that don't support your values. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it today. Take action. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, and COVIDTaxRelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDTaxRelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDTaxRelief.org. Visit COVIDTaxRelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org, COVIDTaxRelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDTaxRelief.org. Okay, imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says, and I quote, Hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up, end quote. Now, that's the Field of Greens Better Health Promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit's due. Thanks, Field of Greens, end quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy, if you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take Field of Greens. Look, Field of Greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room, but they can promise at your next checkup, your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, 
promo code Bannon and get the better health promise. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, Colonel Mills stays with us. Colonel Mills, any other concluding thoughts you've got so far on the uh, on the failed spring offensive, at least to date? And this is one of the reasons we're so opposed to this kinetic part of the Ukraine war is what you're seeing is a massive loss of human life of the Ukrainians. And this is continuing on. And now this, this war is going to metastasize. You watch. And this happens. This is what happens in war. This is what happened. Remember, World War II at the end of it was a war of annihilation. Don't, 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 don't you know, the, the, all the books are written by the greatest generation. They're all fantastic. The heroism and valor of our fathers and grandfathers is unparalleled. But that war got to be a war of annihilation at the end of it. Uh, watch, uh, watch Oppenheimer. Over the, you know, the, the, the number one movie. Watch Oppenheimer. Don't take my word for it. Uh, Colonel Mills, any concluding thoughts on Ukraine? We've got to pivot to the Chinese Communist Party, particularly, the, what is this, a bioweapons lab in the middle of California? Yes. Yeah. Oh, in, clo- in closure on Ukraine, Steve, I put the, a lot of the fault and the responsibility right at the feet of my brothers and sisters on the Joint Staff and uh, the European Command Staff. Now, experienced 05s and 06s uh, know this is all about a very, very robust prepared engineer force, uh, uh, your, your combat engineers in the Army that know how to breach these kind of obstacles. And I don't think that was focused on. I don't think that was ready uh, when they did the spring offensive. Okay, okay. So but, think- uh, but John, here's, uh, okay, hold it. Hold, 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 stop. This is what I say. They're talking about. 70,000 mines, they're talking about miles of minefields that they dug in like the Siegfried line or like the Atlantic wall that Rommel had to greet us on D-Day. My point is we have satellites going over there nonstop. We, can, we know every centimeter of the, of the battlefield or the battle space in eastern Ukraine. How was that somehow not communicated to people when you say it's the Joint Staff's problem in the Pentagon or the NATO Joint Staff in Brussels? How could this possibly be? We, we had this fantasy, and that's what is a fantasy, about we were going to be able to train Ukrainian forces on equipment they're not prepared to use, on, on a sophisticated combined arms, artillery, uh, armor, infantry, close air support, in a matter of 90 days when the United States military, let's be honest, they're the best in the world for fighting this, and that is, takes Years and years and years of training and working together. So how did this, when you say it's your joint staff, there's everybody knew exactly what the Russians did. Th- these minefields didn't magically appear at a, any, everywhere. The, the, the types of fortifications they're talking about and tank traps and all that just didn't appear overnight. It took battalions of their own combat engineers to, to dig in. Why was this information either withheld from the Ukrainian forces are somehow not caught by the joint staffs, Colonel Mills. One word, Steve, wokeness. It has destroyed strategic clarity of thought. Wokeness has destroyed strategic clarity of thought in these matters. The joint staff was the best staff in the universe. It's never been better, and it's been destroyed uh, systematically. They knew, they knew about this. They failed to apply it. They failed to f- fully brief the hires, uh, the Ukrainians, everybody. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just shameful. 
Hey, Colonel, I I, I want to get into the CCP in this bio lab, but I don't. I'm running out of time. Give me two or three minutes on what we're looking at, and I'm gonna have you back on tomorrow because this is pretty shocking. How did how did essentially a bioweapons lab appear out of nowhere? This is another thing. People, the 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 administrative state and deep state monitors every breathing individual, all your digital. How did this lab pop up in the middle of California with the types of things that we're finding out is now in there, sir? Owned owned by owned by yeah. uh, people that are associated with and or part of the Chinese Communist Party, sir. This is the term advanced force, which I was checking the joint uh, staff uh, public facing website this morning. Guess what? Joint Pub 3 is now no longer public facing, nor is the Special Operations Joint Pub 3.05. Why? Because the Chinese read everything. Advanced force is everything you do in preparation in advance of conflict. This is phase zero or phase zero minus. You prep the battlefield. And so guess what? We were, we were very good at it. They've been reading our doctrine literature. This biolab is advanced force operations. Advanced force could take many forms. It can be cyber. Now we got Volt Typhoon. Uh, it can be Chinese paramilitaries coming across the border. It can be fentanyl. Uh, it can be now this, wow. this biolab. Yes. We got a biolab in Reedy, California. This is insanity. No, it's unbelievable. But hey, okay. they read I'm, our stuff. L- l- no, let me, I want to have you back on tomorrow because I want to combine it all together. The fentanyl, the lab, all of it. Uh, Colonel Mills, how do people follow you, your site, your writings, your books, and particularly your social media? Yeah, thank you, Steve. Uh, the book is thenationwillfollow.com, available at thenationwillfollow.com, prefaced by Stephen K. Bannon. Specially autographed versions are also available on my store. And, uh, Book two, you can pre-order at thenationwillfollow.com. Book two is War Against the Deep State. Use code War Room, whether you go to thenationwillfollow.com or uh, Lindell My Store, use code War Room. And then it's Colonel Rhett John, Colonel R-E-T John on Substack, Getter, and Truth. Colonel uh, Mills, I look forward to having you back here to go through the CCP, the the Advanced Guard. Thank you very much. Incredibly you, disturbing. Steve. Okay, I've got a cold open for Tim Alberino. Let's go ahead and play it. How do you know that these were not our aircraft? Some of the behaviors that we saw in a working area, we would see these objects uh, being at 0.0 Mach, that's zero airspeed, over certain pieces of the ground. So what that means, just like a river, if you throw a bobber in, it's going to float downstream. These objects were staying completely stationary in Category 4 hurricane winds. These same objects would then accelerate to supersonic speeds, 1.1, 1.2 Mach, uh, and they would do so in very erratic and, and quick behaviors that we don't, I don't have an explanation for. Okay. Uh, normally, we have Tim Alberino on to talk about transhumanism and particularly his take on the apocalyptic nature thereof. Tim, you were quite focused on these hearings last week. I, I keep telling people, if you have no interest in UFOs or aliens or any of that, this is about the, the, the deep state, the administrative state, essentially telling that there is no consent of the government, that Congress does, there's no oversight here. What is your take on what transpired last week in Congress on this? Well, thank you for having me on, Steve. Um, I think that what happened on Wednesday, July 26th, was... Certainly the most important news story of my lifetime, if not 
of the modern era. I think it eclipses World War II. I, I think it eclipses 9-11 because the implications are so, the magnitude of these implications are almost unbelievable. unbelievable. We're talking about um, these witnesses who are coming forth from the Navy, Navy pilots, Ryan Graves, David Fravor, and most importantly, David Grush, who comes from the intelligence community, the military intelligence community. And what these guys are saying, under oath, mind you, is that the United States government and certain aerospace contractors have been recovering crashed UFOs and their non-human occupants for decades and have been working to reverse engineer alien technology in secret. And, and the, as you mentioned, these crash retrieval and reverse engineering programs are financed through a misappropriation of funds directed to other projects. This trade craft... Alberino, hang on, hang, brother Alberino, hang on for a second. Uh, me, you've actually nailed it. But <laughs> this is what I don't quite get. The magnitude, I want you to hit the rewind button and go back to the beginning. If you're sitting there watching this, it's of such... And it has to be proven to be true. Mm -hmm. But obviously, they've gone out of their way to suppress. They've gone out of the way not to have whistleblowers. They've gone out of the way. And here's how do I know that? We just opened with Congressman Tim Burchett from what, Tennessee, too, out there uh, mm -hmm. in East Tennessee, who has been one of the driving force here. He came on War Room on Tuesday on the six o'clock show, the same show you're on. In fact, the same exact time that you're on to talk about the types of things they were going to go through in the hearing tomorrow. And that's because Gates said, you got to get Burchett on because they're already playing games with the whistleblowers that they're threatening mm -hmm. the whistleblowers right now on the eve of it. Burchett was relieved for cause at seven o'clock by Comer who said, Hey, Oh, by the way, you're not going to chair the committee tomorrow with no reason given. You're not going to chair the committee. I got another guy that's going to chair it. You can still ask questions. That's how much, and that's how much the national security state and the defense contractors even got to Comer, who's a pretty straight guy. So, what is uh, not a lot of our, but what is the nation and particularly the media missing about the gravitas of what happened last Wednesday, Tim Alberino? I'm not sure that they're missing anything. I I get the feeling that they're purposely suppressing this. Certainly, there's a dual narrative happening within the United States military, uh, within the, certainly within the intelligence community. There are factions within the intelligence community that that absolutely want to keep a lid on this thing. They don't want the American people to know anything about these reverse engineering programs and, and all of the implications associated with this. And then you have another faction within the intelligence community and the military, and perhaps even in the aerospace programs themselves, uh, that do want disclosure, that do want to shed light on what's, on what's been happening behind the scenes as it relates to UFOs crash retrievals, and even non-human biologics, as Grush referred to them during the hearing. So there's a factional war going on behind the scenes. You would think, I mean, as I was watching the, the hearing and listening to the absolutely mind-blowing allegations by the pilots, by the Navy pilots and by Grush, you would think that, that the headlines on Fox News, MSNBC, NBC News, all of the, the, the mainstream news organizations, that there would be a bombshell headline 
something to this effect. The alien presence is real and constitutes a national security threat, something to that effect. But instead, of course, they all had to cover it. They all had to mention it in their programming. But it was not like a 9-11 headline. And, and, and that's really what the implications are here. So that demonstrates to me that there is this factional war taking place behind the scenes. Um, your book, Birthright, is so important when we talk about the transhumanists element of this because you talk about um you talk about in a spiritual and a religious context Mm -hmm. one of the arguments i think of our betters and correct me if i'm wrong here is that to roll this out to the american people they would not be prepared and you would have the structure of not just morals and values but actually organized religion would collapse around you that christianity uh islam uh uh the um the jewish faith would collapse with the basically the u.s government coming out and saying that we actually had these aircraft or each had non-human biologic your thoughts well there was uh i believe it was in the 50s or 60s there was a famous brookings institute report that dealt precisely with that question and they wondered how the religions of the world would react to the revelation of extraterrestrial life And the conclusion was that it would create mass chaos, that society would indeed collapse. And this has been one of the reasons, one of the excuses, I would say, why the intelligence community, the military, and so forth have decided to keep this information secret, keep it from the public. And to some some extent, that might make sense. But this is, you know, when you talk about the... The deep state, Steve, I call it the dumb state because I believe that these secret access programs are, very, are being carried out in deep underground military bases in these secret underground installations. And so I call it the dumb state. And I think it supersedes the deep state. I think this is as deep as it goes. No pun intended. Uh, this is the, the biggest cover up in that. This is the biggest cover up in the world, not just with the United States government, because surely the United Kingdom, surely Russia, surely China also have reverse engineer programs in which they're retrieving these 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 UFO crashes and, and attempting to derive uh, technologies from them. So and, and again, the implications for mankind so far, really, it's crickets. Most people don't really care. Most people are consumed with other things. Um, some people who are paying attention are experiencing a form of ontological shock right now. Their whole worldview, their paradigm is being shattered. Those who are paying attention and realize the massive implications that we're talking about here for society. Tell me what, um, since you kind of get this at a very deep level, tell me what you would like to see. We know from conversations with Burchett and Gates and Annapolina Luna, and others, mm-hmm. and Nancy Mace actor was in studio last week, mm-hmm. uh, that they are very quickly driving towards uh, a skiff, a president, because so many of the deflections were, well, I can tell you that, yep. I can't tell you that in an unclassified background. So they're going to go to try to have a skiff uh, briefing of several hours to get to the bottom of it. After that happens, what would what would Tim Alberino like to see? What, what, what do you think is the way to move this forward so it gets out of this thing of science fiction, 
of mm-hmm. uh, or or even more importantly for our audience, what I'd say right now, our audience is probably seventy thirty. We just don't have time for it. The country's at stake. This is a misdirection play. It's a false flag. You know, it's about little green men. What would you like to see next to to get this conversation out and inform it with more facts, receipts, and data? Well, I want to commend Representative Tim Burchett. He's he's really doing a phenomenal job, and I'm sure he's getting all kinds of pushback behind the scenes. What I would like to see, and I think what would take this to the next level, because we have Navy pilots who've encountered, you know, Ryan Graves, David Fravor, who've encountered these craft, who've seen them up close, right, who've tracked them in the super Hornet jets. Um, And we've had a member of the intelligence community, David Grush, come forward and say he has knowledge of these programs. He's spoken to people on the inside that this is indeed happening. And by the way, it's been confirmed by other members of the intelligence community like Colonel Carl Nell. Now, what I think needs to happen next and 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 this would take this this would take the whole scenario to the next level is we need individuals from the from these aerospace contractors the actual the people the individuals the engineers who are actually or have actually placed their hands on the technology who have been in involved in the reverse engineering program have handled the technology and maybe even, dare I say, interfaced with the entities, the pilots, as Grush refers to them. That, I think, is the next logical step. I think those individuals are coming forward. But people have to understand, Grush, one of the revelations from Grush was, was how he was being persecuted by hostile actors within the government, presumably the Pentagon and the intelligence community, and also by individuals working for certain aerospace contractors who have directly threatened his life and the security of his family. So th- this is what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, but And so it's very difficult for whistleblowers to come forward from these aerospace contractors. But in my mind, that is the next, that would be the next bombshell. That takes this to a whole nother level. Brother Alberino, how can people get to your site, where they get your writings, and particularly all your social media updating on this? Because I can tell you, I talked to all the players afterwards and over the weekend, and this is the top of the first inning. Uh, you can find me on social media, you, on YouTube, Timothy Albrino, Instagram, Timothy Albrino, uh, Twitter, Timothy Albrino, and I have a website, timothyalbrino.com. Uh, Tim, thank you so much for joining us. And like I said, this is uh, the top of the first ten. It's going to be a lot more going on uh, in the days and weeks ahead. But thank you for coming on. My pleasure, Steve. Thank you. Okay, we're going to leave you tonight with uh, Paul Robeson and Joe Hill. Every day we celebrate another voice of uh, the great American songbook. Today it's one of the greatest voices in the history of this country, Paul Robeson. Um, we'll see you back here tomorrow at 10 o'clock. I can tell you the shows this week are going to be absolutely uh, lit. One of the things we're going to have tomorrow is a new uh, biography out by Tucker. It gets released tomorrow. Chadwick Moore is going to join us. And we got so much more, so much going on. Just crazy. See you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. in the world. Killed you, Joe. They shot you, Joe, says I. Takes more than guns to kill a man, says Joe. I didn't die.
Veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700 thousand Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart, And those you care about, please go to WarRoomHealth.com. That's WarRoomHealth.com. All one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. 
That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.